0: Hi, I'm Chelsea and I'm Chris and we are first-time parents. We are a mid-20s couple living on the east side of Seattle in Washington State.
1: Our baby was born in the spring of 2020 and we are learning how to become parents while continuing our lives of outdoor adventure and home renovations.
0: So come listen to our journey as we learn how to adapt parenting into our lives.
1: Hello and welcome back to Emerald City Parenting. We're the Emerald City Parents, and we're going to tell you about Week 5 with Jamie.
0: That's right. The week started off with a house project. The first house project, uh, since his little appearance into our house, we wanted to um, build a shelf um, that goes in our TV room next to our couch, um, and it would kind of double as, like, a, a little end table. Um, and so that was very interesting because before him, you know, we would kind of just, like, work on it. And, you know, everything went pretty seamlessly. Well, as now, there were lots of, you know, breaks and stopping. And he had to be held, like, the entire time by yeah, one Yeah, it was a pretty us. different
1: process. We've done, like, dozens of house projects now. We bought the house in my second trimester and completed a ton, painted every room in the house pretty much, Mm -hmm. and completed a ton of different things during pregnancy. But, uh, yeah, doing it with a baby is totally different. You know, doing a house project while you're pregnant basically just, you know, makes me not be able to do as much where it's just, you know, I get tired more easily or I can't be on my feet as long or whatever. But, yeah, when you do it with a baby, it's like he either needs to be held the whole time. I think that was, like, the main thing on the first day where – we tried to work on it in the morning, and it was one of those days where he just wanted to be held nonstop. Yeah. And then he gave us a little bit more time on Saturday morning. So we um, we got to, like, make a few more cuts without him just, like, crying in between us holding him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, yeah, we were, like, cutting the wood outside on our back deck and leave Jamie inside. And then, you know, we had to paint the whole thing. So I think Chris mainly held him while I painted. And then... Uh, install was pretty fast we did that on sunday which was good yeah
0: my goal was to have that project completed before i went back to work on monday and so that was just my personal little goal you know and yeah. time crunch which it actually was so that worked out
1: yeah so it uh so having him slow us down but we still like hit that goal and then yeah the, that was like the next biggest thing this week is that Chris went back to work uh, on that Monday mm-hmm. and, you know, I was learning if I, how I would take care of Jamie alone. You know, I was, I was pretty confident I could do it. I just didn't know like exactly what the day would look like. Um, so Chris <laughs> leaves for work right around 7am, right? Uh,
0: yeah. A little before actually. Yeah. Like start out that. Uh,
1: yeah. So, and lately with Jamie, he was having a wake up in like the five or six o'clock hour And then, but, like, we would go back to sleep and then would get up probably between, like, 7.30 and 9.30, depending on, like, how rough that night was. Mm -hmm. Um, So then this was the first time that we had to set an alarm. So Chris would set his alarm for 6.00. Yeah, well, actually,
0: I set it for 6.15, but then he woke up, like at like 5.15 to have a feeding. So that woke me up, and then I decided to stay awake because I felt okay. And I thought that, like, if I – sometimes if I'll, like, fall back to sleep, but then I get woken up by an alarm not too long later, then I end up, like, having a headache, and then I don't feel well. So sometimes it's worse – it's worth it for me to just, like, wake up a little earlier. So that's what I did, but then it ended up being, like, way earlier, and I ended up leaving for work at, like – like 6 15 actually just on Monday though, just right? on Monday yeah, yeah. uh just because I was like well you know he's back to sleep with you and if I just hang out at home then the dogs would get up and they'd be all rambunctious and I didn't want that because I don't want them to wake you up mm-hmm. you know so I was just like well I guess
1: I'll just go to work then and I was hanging out you know at work a little early I <laughs> um, you got there early for your first day back yeah yeah so like on the home side it was very different because primarily Chris was doing diaper changes when he was at home and I obviously I would feed Jamie who's like, he's still a hundred percent breastfed. Um And then we would just kind of like switch off who was holding him. And sometimes he might give us a break where we could put him down for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah. So like when that was like put all onto me, it was definitely a lot. Cause I was still getting used to like the, just holding a newborn all day, you know, like it's, it's pretty tough on your back. And I know a lot of people say their arms hurt too. Like for me, it's just been like my mid back. So just like holding them all day, even in a carrier, you know, we have like different carriers and wraps that we've talked about, but like, even with that, like, it's just rough. Like if you're pregnant and listening to this, like just work on your back strength so that you can, you know, be prepared to hold this little baby. Cause you just, you got to hold them all the time. That's what they want.
0: Yeah. And it's like your, your mid to upper, your, yeah, your mid to upper like middle back. Totally for me. Yeah. Like before he was born, you know, every once in a while I would have like, you know, standard lower back pain that I feel like most Americans have. And, um, I haven't had that since and he's over a month old, Yeah, but I have had this mid to like upper, soreness, like middle back soreness from just like, holding him with two arms out in front of me for, like, an hour at a time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people say, like, oh, just, like, hold him in the football hold or something. But, I don't know, Jamie doesn't really like that, where you, like, hold him alongside with just his head in your hand. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not a big fan of that. He he really likes two-arm holds, but if it's not that, then, like, you got to, like, cradle hold him or he has to be in a carrier. So, all of which are, like, definitely – hard on your back when you're not used to it mm. yeah
0: and at times i've played around with like you know like supporting him you know over my shoulder and yeah yeah sometimes that more. works but for not not for very long you know or or um i'll like lay his whole body like on my forearm and then like have my forearm like against my uh, my chest and then he's like facing out like sometimes he's okay with that but mm. but again it doesn't last very long it's like 10 minutes later
1: and then <laughs> he wants to change it up yeah gets pretty particular <clears throat> but um anyway so back to like during this week so uh chris was really nice and he was kind of like well you know if you get frustrated or have a hard time just give me a call and you know he'd be able to like answer and talk me through a little bit so luckily like i think for the most part it went good and then really have to call you in for anything like that like I just kind of recognized it is harder you know to like handle it all by yourself and I just felt like I could get so little done during the day because even when you use a carrier it's like harder to do your things you know whether you're cooking or doing dishes like one day I like was trying to cook bacon and I had him in the carrier on my front but then you're just worried that he's gonna get sprayed with the grease and you know that just made me all worked up so I was like trying to cook from like the side to like have him not in the line of fire and then like doing laundry it's just like tricky because you don't want to like bump him into the washer and dryer when he's on your front so yeah like no matter what you're doing it's like you have to learn how to do it with this like newborn so you don't like bump his head or bother (laughs) him yeah and then obviously you're stopping pretty often to feed him and that sort of thing so yeah it was just definitely a big learning process to figure it out and be able to get other things in. I think most or every day that week I still worked out, which was nice. Um, Jamie's really good about just like laying in his pack and play in the garage as long as we put on music pretty loud and he just like falls asleep and, or like looks around and hangs out and he, he's pretty happy doing that. So yeah, I've been able to work out and get back into some just like body weight training mostly. Um, and then sometimes if Jamie's really being cooperative, I'll sit him in front of my yoga mat and he'll either look at me or look out the window and just like hang out there while I do some yoga. But usually the most, the majority of those times it lasts about 10 minutes before he decides to be really needy and want to be picked up again.
0: Mm -hmm. Or most of the time, you know, fed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or just gets hungry. Um, and (laughs) Oh, here he is. (laughs) That's the neediness I'm currently holding and trying to feed him. Um, I also tried to go outside a few times during the week because we had a lot of nice sunny weather. So I was just like, oh, let's hang out in the yard and, you know, get both me and him some fresh air and sun. And literally every time I would like either set up a blanket or set up a chair for me to hold him in. And just, like, bring us outside and get all set up. And I'd sit down and he would start screaming right away. <laughs> it's so frustrating because I'm like, man, like, we just want to sit outside. But then I feel bad because then it's like the neighbors can surely hear him screaming. Like, I feel like when he's in the house, it's less likely they can hear. <laughs> but if we're outside, it's it's so obvious. He, like, echoes through the whole all the backyards.
0: The whole neighborhood. Knows. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm like, man, now, now my baby's all upset. So... Yeah, so that that was a pretty big learning process, but um, I think, like, our kind of, like, the worst part of it was our evenings because we, like, it's been months since we've done our normal work nighttime routine where we, like, either we're working out or we make dinner, um, packing lunches, like, taking care of our dogs. Like, it's been months since we've done that in our standard way previously, so to, like even just with one person going back to work to add a newborn to, it was pretty drastically different for us. Mm -hmm. And um, I think mutually we just felt like there wasn't enough time to like appreciate life, you know, in those evening times because Chris would come home like around five, give or take. And it's like, okay, like make dinner, I would pack his lunch, um, like obviously, Work out, shower. yeah, obviously taking care of Jamie, like in between each of those activities, take care of the dogs. Yeah. Um, and like, we still had, I think Jamie's been going to bed between like eight and 10 PM. And so we just try to go to bed with him. So it's like, once he starts falling asleep on the couch, then we'll, um, like, we'll just all get ready for bed. And then that's like, kind of helped us lead to a better sleep schedule with him. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that left like four-ish hours, um, depending on the night. And to fit all those things in that time frame, it just felt like it went so fast. And like Chris and I felt like we couldn't really like discuss anything or like, um, like just talk about like the day or what had gone on or like had any of our normal time together. And it was just very strange and then like he well you can like say how you felt about it <clears throat> yeah i just felt like um
0: you know getting back into the the normal grind it just there there really wasn't like enough time left to you know appreciate the time at home because it felt like after i came home from work and all the chores were done yeah. it felt like there was only like a half an hour left you know to like spend time with the family and that that kind of sucked yeah and then so also because i had to get up so early for work um I couldn't help Chelsea with like the overnight wake-ups anymore because I just like couldn't wake up to like you know change him or anything.
1: We were pretty skeptical how Chris would be waking up like before Jamie was born cuz he's just uh he's a pretty good sleeper. It's like a pretty big deal if he wakes up at all during the night. Mm-hmm. So then I was I was skeptical if he'd be able to wake up, but when when we're not working, we don't have like a super set schedule in the morning. He's he's really good about You know, getting up to change him and calm him down to go back to bed. But, yeah, once there was, like, a scheduled morning, he was just, like, out and, like, didn't even hear me trying to ask him for help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I really didn't even, like, hear most of the time you were awake. Um, So, anyway. Yeah. So, that was the first week.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: So, I decided that I was going to go... On um, uh, Washington has uh, something called the Paid Family Leave Act and it's new to 2020 and it allows um, both parents to take up to three months off of uh, paid time off from your employer as long as you have worked for them previously for at least 800 hours. Um, And so I decided to um, apply for that and so hopefully I won't be uh, returning to work until about september
1: um, and it's currently june it's currently june so so yeah i was on thursday he called me and it was i was kind of surprised because i'm like it's like midday at work and i haven't indicated any problems so why are you calling me um but yeah he called and like explained what happened um at work and how he was just kind of like i don't feel like this is the best way i can spend my time and you know, it was better for him to be home and spending hey. it with Jamie. Mm-hmm.
0: There was actually also a lot of work drama that we won't get into that kind of went along with this. Um, but anyway, I think this is definitely the best decision for me and my family. And I'm really happy with it. And I wish that people in other States had this opportunity that I have, um, because I think it's really great for the mom and the dad to be able to take some quality time off to bond with their new child. Because, Especially, like, right now in the very beginning, it's so crucial to make sure that, you know, everything is going smoothly and he's gaining weight like he's supposed to be doing and, you know, just really Just getting,
1: like, attention in general. It's, like, that's how he's growing and developing. Yeah. Just, like, having as much interaction with us as possible. Right. So, yeah, we're really grateful that we can, like, be here with him and provide that. So... And then, like, also in the work realm, um, I decided I'm going to go back later this month. So, in a couple of weeks, um, I'm going to start working from home. And then I'm a geologist. So, I have like a lot of field work where I'll go and do like samplings at different sites of like soil or groundwater, various things like that, or walkthroughs of uh, businesses to see what their contamination is like. So I work for an environmental consulting firm, and we also do a lot of, like, reporting and uh, just, like, lab results that I can check into and make data tables. So I'll be doing primarily that in the beginning for the working from home part and uh, maybe, like, a day or two at most of the field work.
0: Right. So... Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that Chelsea has the option to be able to work from home a lot of the time, and that's definitely going to be key, um, especially in the beginning, because I'll, like, hold him and keep him entertained so that she can actually get some work done. Um, but then she'll be here so that she can still feed him on hand, you know, and, uh, and, and everything else is necessary. So, um, and then also... I I still I feel bad for the dogs a little bit because they they're not that old you know, they're, they're four and five and I feel like they don't quite get the attention that they should um, so we try to take them out on some like really nice walks you know at least a couple times a week on the weekends typically we try to take them on a longer walk like a hike um,
1: that will typically be you know like four or five miles. And That's like a more recent start, as I've been able to do more mileage lately. Right.
0: But they have adjusted to him very well. They're not as scared of him as they once were, um, which like, we like. <laughs> um, if we reach his little hand out to, like, pet them, they don't run away immediately. Um, and they certainly don't show any sign of aggression or anything like that. So,
1: Yeah, their attitude has changed a ton since we... Since we brought him home. Yeah. Like the first day we brought him home, we were, I was like holding him, like guarding them away just cause I didn't know how they were going to react. And they were pretty <laughs> weird about it, but that's, uh, that's improved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. So that's, that's a big chunk of this week. And then one of the other things that happened was, uh, so Jamie actually hasn't had any vaccines yet. Um, just because we had him at a birth center and that's not, standard practice there. So they do the vitamin K shot like we talked about, but they don't do vaccines. So they just, you know, obviously told us to do them through our pediatrician if we were planning to do so. And, uh, normally babies would have a hepatitis B shot at birth if that was what the parents chose, but, um, we couldn't do that there. So, uh, this week I made his appointment to go to the local pediatrician in order to have his vaccines done. Um, so he'll get a first round of all those when we go on July 1st. So that'll be his two month visit. And yeah, yeah, we can check that first round off, which will be pretty cool. Um, what else do we got this week? So the apps that we're talking about this, um, in previous episodes, They've kind of, like, slowed down uh, the Bump app. Doesn't really have as much information. So that basically told us that he doesn't understand the difference between days and nights yet. He's still learning and, like, just has his, like, awake and sleep times but doesn't understand. But I'm actually going to disagree with that because just, like, overall my knowledge and, like, observation of how he acts. I really think he does understand the difference between day and night. So uh, while I was pregnant, I read uh, an article that some scientists had discovered, I don't know if it counts as a discovery, but they found that breast milk throughout the day actually has different hormones relating to our wake and sleep schedules. So basically I'm dosing him with cortisol during the day and then that ramps down and ramps up into melatonin and tryptophan in the evening. So it's basically teaching him through the milk when to be awake and asleep. So since I learned that during pregnancy, I knew as soon as I started pumping milk that I wanted to label it AM or PM so that we'll know like when we want to give it to him. Because obviously we don't want to give him 8 AM milk when we're trying to go to bed at night. And you know, even if it's not a huge influence, it's enough that I think it's worthwhile to just note that and pay attention. So that's one thing that I know he's learning through the breastfeeding that what's day and night. And then also like his wake and sleep is pretty significantly different. Like during the day or night, he's not like a big napper. He appears to fall asleep in the carrier, but honestly, I think it's like, he is aware, um, on like an audible level. Like he's, hearing and feeling his environment, but his eyes just aren't open to observe it visually. Um, Just based on like when we go on walks or hikes, I mean, he's still tired afterwards, even if he appeared to be sleeping the whole time. So that's one thing. And then, yeah, he never really sleeps. I think maybe he's had like a couple hour long naps, but usually it's like he'll sleep for 10 minutes during the day And then, like, wake up and either want to be fed or held again. And then at night, he's sleeping about three-hour stretches right now. Um, Sometimes it's, like, a four-hour stretch from the beginning of one feeding to the beginning of the next. Um, But, yeah, at night, it's much, much longer stretches. He doesn't have any naps anywhere near as long as his nighttime sleeping stretches. So that's another thing that makes me think that he does know the difference between day and night. And I'd also like to think that we're pretty good about um, just like having a different environment. We don't really turn any bright lights on when we're waking him up at night, or I guess when he's waking up us, but when we're uh, when we're feeding him, I just turn on like my bedside light, which is like a really dim amber light. I turn that on. And then when Chris changes in, we turn on uh, one of the smaller lights in the bathroom. And like, there's no other like main lights in the room that we turn on. So we try to keep that to a minimum. And then, yeah, we don't like play with them or anything. It's just like, wake up, eat, change, maybe eat again and go to sleep, Um, depending on how that one worked out. So yeah, um, overall, I think he knows the difference and hopefully he'll start sleeping longer stretches really soon.
0: So he's over 10 pounds now. And he's outgrowing newborn clothes quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if in the next update or two, we'll we'll tell you he's totally out of newborn clothes. But right now, he's still just fitting in them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So I think that's it. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. And we'll see you next week.